Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Thank God for tonight. Amen. Thank God for the presence of the Lord. You know, I like praise, but man, I like to slow things down a lot. I like to worship. Amen. That's just always how I've been. Uh, we need to perfect the, the, the spirit of worship. Amen. We need, to, we need to get back into his presence. Amen. I think, you know, we, we've lost that. You know, as, as, a, as a Christians, as a body of Christ. Hallelujah. How many love the Lord? Lord God, I thank you for tonight. As we get ready to get in your word, Father God, I pray that you would open it to me, to open it to us this day, Father. Because it can't happen without the Holy Spirit. We need the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name. Lord, the title of this message is going to be, It Takes Courage to Be a Christian. Amen. And I want to talk about courage tonight because I know most people don't even understand what that word means. Amen. Uh, what did I do with my glass? Oh, thanks so much. My God. That happens. Sometimes I'm saying, what my glasses have on top of my head? Hallelujah. Okay. Hallelujah. Turn with me to John chapter 14 real quick. And we're going to start there tonight. I'm not going to keep you too long, but it's going to be good. Amen. Hallelujah. We serve a good God. Amen. Verse 1. I think John chapter, f- Amen. John chapter 14, verse 1. And uh, I want to look at something tonight. It takes courage to be a Christian. Amen. What does that word mean? The ability to do something that some- somebody's too frightened to do. <laughs> That's the definition I caught it. You know, everything's about being a Christian. You know, it's going to take work. It's even going to get scary sometimes. Because sometimes people want to call themselves Christians, but they don't, want to, they don't want to go that extra mile. They don't want to pay the price to be, for being a Christian. Uh, majority of Americans claim to be Christians, but a majority of Americans are not saved. And I don't want to be judgmental. I'm not trying to play God up here. But I know right now I can see the condition of the church. Because the condition of the church has fallen away from God. We got mega churches that got thousands and thousands and thousands. But they won't mention hell. They won't mention holiness. They won't mention commitment. They won't mention living right. They won't even mention sin. Is that right? No. Oh, oh let me put myself chair back up straight there. Okay. But tonight I'm talking to you. Because <laughs> today is a time to get closer to God than we've ever been before. And it's not going to be easy. <laughs> I wish I could tell you, man, just accept Jesus and everything will be all right. He'll pay all your bills. He'll, he'll heal all your, this and he'll do all of that stuff. And everything's going to be just fine. Your life's going to turn upside down. You're going to have everything right. It doesn't work like that. I'm going to tell you the reason why, because your faith has to be tested. You say you believe God, but let's see if you really mean it. If your commitment to God is there, your convictions are there, if your your faithfulness is there. Listen, it takes courage to be faithful. Listen to me. Praise God. You know, people today, they say, I I don't lie and I don't steal. One guy, he was telling me, I was talking to him, a good good boy. I mean, he just just confused. I was talking to him. He was was drunk on the phone. (laughs) He said, said, 
I don't ever sin. I don't sin. <laughs> I said, you don't sin. <laughs> Come on, man. I mean, you're talking to me drunk. <laughs> on top of that, he's lying. <laughs> Hallelujah. You know, you got people today, they want to they they be part of the church, but they don't want to be committed to the church. Does that make sense? They want to have a Bible, but they, wanna, they don't want to be committed to what's said in the Bible. Listen, when you're going to live right, you're going to lose friends. When you're going to do what God says, it ain't going to be easy. Because the world is not going to like you anymore. They're not going to pat you on the back anymore. They're not going to say you're a good old boy. You, you, when you was with us and lied and did what we done, it was okay. You were just like us. But now you got the Bible and Jesus and, and, and you go to church. And now, and now, now nothing else matters. But, and now, now you can't even run with us. There's something that somebody gets Jesus. People don't see him the same way. It was all right when you were talking like them and running with them and, and, and doing all that stuff with the world. Oh, they loved you then. But to be a Christian, it takes courage. Listen to me tonight. You've got to be willing to do something that people are f- afraid to do. A lot of people don't turn to God because they don't want to give up their life. They're afraid to give up their lives. They're afraid to give up their sin. They're afraid to give up their friends. It takes somebody with courage to say, Jesus is number one in my life. I love mom and dad, but mom and dad don't come first in my life. I love sons and daughters, but they don't come first in my life. Come on, somebody. There has to be a time in our life we have to say, I got to fight for what I believe in. I got to stand for what I believe in. It's not always going to be the best thing. It's not always going to be the most glorious thing. It's not always going to be the most popular thing to take courage. But Jesus said in verse 1, let not your heart be troubled. <laughs> Come on, somebody. I can preach right there for a little while. It also said, you believe in God, believe also in me. For in my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I'd have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. But the very first line is what I'm going to talk about when he says, let not your heart be troubled. Take courage. Be strong in the Lord, in the power, and I feel it, in the power of his might. For we wrestle not against flesh and blood. Let me tell you something. Your biggest enemy is that world. Your biggest enemy is your flesh. And your biggest enemy is the devil. The trinity of God is the Father, Son, and the Holy Ghost. The trinity of evil is the devil, the world, and the flesh. These things don't want to do what God says. It takes courage to get up in the morning to pray. It takes courage to get up and open the word to find out what God wants you to do. It takes courage to stand out in the midst of a wicked and a dark world and say, I, I, I am different. I am not going to live this way. I'm going to serve God. That takes courage. Amen? Verse 27 of that same chapter. My nose is bothering me <laughs> Sinus is boy. It says here in verse 27, Jesus is going to be with his father. He tells the disciples here, peace I leave with you. Now listen, praise God. I, I've been stuck on peace and, 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 and faith for the last few months. Because there's something that God wants to do. What does Jesus leave with you? 
peace. You have to be, you, be, you got to be at peace in Christ. You got to be at peace in your faith. Even when the world doesn't accept you, you still have to be at peace. It says, peace, I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world gives I unto you. I, I was talking to a lady this week, and I'm, I'm, I'm sharing with her. And Boogie was with me, I'm going to tell you who it is, but she's sitting at a, a, at a, on a sofa with a little box. And this thing is loaded with pills and, 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 and medicine and, and drugs. She's shooting, she's shooting herself up with some insulin. She's, she, her body's all wrecked. And, and the Holy Spirit spoke to my heart. I could see what I said, I could see what your problem was. Your past is destroying you. She was molested a few times. Her husbands, so she had a couple of husbands. She, they abused her. And she was, and she can't find peace. All that bitterness and all that unforgiveness and all that stuff is raging in her body. It's destroying her. Because there's no peace there. I said, Jesus can replace most of what's in that box. Oh, she, she said, maybe a couple of things. No, he can replace the box. Because Jesus gives us comfort. Jesus was leaving and he told his disciples, I'm sending you another comforter. I can't see a Christian living without the Holy Ghost. I'm sorry. I can't see a Christian not waking up and say, God, give me the strength and the courage and the confidence to live for you. Hear what I'm saying tonight, praise God. If, you, if you're struggling, praise God, stop and say, God, my faith and my peace is in Christ. And therefore, I'm going to rest in Christ. Man, I feel the Holy Ghost. I'm going to live in Christ. I'm going to walk this faith in Christ. When the world, you remember that song we used to sing? The cross before me and the world behind. No, we sing that with such ease, but we don't realize the message that that song is given. Huh? The cross before me, the world behind me. Huh? We need to let the world be behind us. It takes courage to walk in righteousness. It takes courage to walk in faith. It takes courage to do something that nobody else wants to do. And believe me, golly, praise God, hallelujah. Listen, in the faith, you're going to have tribulation. He said, but be of good courage. I have overcome the world. In the world, you shall have tribulation. But be of good courage. I have overcome the world. Jesus doesn't want us to expect us to stay in this world. He doesn't expect us to be part of this world. He doesn't expect us to talk and act like the world. Listen, you can't live for, be a Christian and live, and live like hell. That's impossible. You can't live like... You, you, <laughs> that's how we say it. You can't get to heaven living like hell. That's impossible. When they see you, they got to see something different. Praise God. Now, are you different this, tonight? Are you separated tonight? Listen, I don't know about you. I, I worked in this world a long time, and it didn't feel good when people said, well, he's a preacher. They didn't want nothing to do with you. And I didn't like it because I'm, I'm a kind of a friendly person, but I had to make a stand somewhere. If I'm going to live for God, I'm not going to make friends of this world. I'm not going to talk to this world. I'm not going to watch what the world's watching. I'm not going to act like the world's acting. 
Because it takes courage to be a Christian. It takes courage to put sin off. It takes courage to walk in faith and obey the Lord. Tonight, he could come back. And what side will he find you? I know y'all all saved. I'm not saying, but I'm just using. Listen, as a Christian, we have to look in this in the, in, 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 the, in the face of what's going on in society, in the face of what's going on in our government, in our world, and say, "I'm going to live for Jesus." Praise God! I ain't got time to worry about who's going to be president. I ain't got time. I know that's concerning, but we have to focus on Jesus. If the world today wants to turn to hell, I don't have to. If the world today wants to live like hell, I don't have to. I got to live for Jesus. Let me read this out of Psalms for you. You don't have to turn there. Wait on the Lord and be of good courage, and he will strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, for he will strengthen your heart. To do what? To do what? What kind of strength do we need? We need strength to walk a holy life. We need the strength to walk a sin-free life. We need the strength to, to trust in the Lord and live for him. I don't know about you, but it's hard when people push you aside. I'm talking about, especially if you're, especially if you're a person that likes to communicate with people, like, likes to be around people. But sometimes you got to lay aside this world and the things in it and the people in it. It takes courage to walk with the Lord. Come on, somebody. It takes courage to walk with the Lord. What is courage? It's doing something that somebody's afraid to do. It's standing up in the front line when nobody wants to. Come on, Jesus. It's praying when nobody's praying. It's reading your Bible and seeking the Lord when nobody's doing it. It's going to church when nobody's doing it. Come on, somebody. It's letting the light shine on you. That God puts there. Let the world see it. Somebody, you listen, there's a lot of people to share with. And you say, why don't you come to church? Were you here when he comes? Is there to come? I had a man years ago. I remember that. It was here. And you know what? I was going, I was playing a lot of music and I was singing in churches. I'd go every once in a while. And I was going to sing somewhere in Yarberia or somewhere. And the Lord said, I don't want you to go. <laughs> oh, now I was arguing with God bad, man. I wanted to go bad. I was arguing. I said, I almost made myself believe he wanted me to go. He kept telling me, don't go. So I had to call the preacher. The pastor said, I can't go. And, and I'm not lying to you. I'm telling you a true story, bro. There's a man I've been inviting to come to church. <laughs> and that night, he came. If I wouldn't have been here, what kind of example would I have set? Huh? What would, what, listen, he tells me to come to church, and he ain't even in church. But he came that night. I remember that so well. He never came back. <laughs> but that was all right. I was where I was supposed to be because <laughs> God wanted it that way. It takes courage to say no to the world. It even takes courage to say no to religious people. Come on. When God says no, it's no. 
Come on, somebody. I said, when God says no, it's no. When God says it's sin, it's sin. Don't do it. When God says separate yourself from people, separate yourself from people because they're going to corrupt you. Don't do it. Hallelujah. <laughs> listen, listen. Well, I'm going to be alone and I'm going to be a hermit. No, you're not going to be alone and not be a hermit. They got other believers that love the Lord you can fellowship with. They got God you can talk to, the Holy Ghost you can pray through. I mean, you don't have to be alone. God loves you. It doesn't be nothing better than to see Christians in fellowship. Oh, I love it. I love it when I see people after church hanging around. They don't want to go home. <laughs> come on, somebody. I sit down. When we first come back, I was sitting down, and, 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 and I guess a lot of people don't because they're cold and stuff, but they had a lot that few more coming. And you know what? They were talking, man. They were converting with each other, man. I said, and I'm sitting down. I ain't ready to go nowhere. God made it possible that we could come together. We should never neglect the, the, the gathering together. Don't forsake the assembly of yourself together as the man of some is. You know why? We need to be what God wants us. Come on, somebody. I feel it, praise God. It takes courage to live right. <laughs> it takes courage to tell the world, I don't want you. I don't want I don't want to be part of what you have. You know, it don't make sense sometimes because, you know, the, the, the world's going to call you religious. They're going to call you a fanatic. Let them call you. I have people today even still calling me preach, <laughs> preacher. <laughs> I have one man I deliver to him, Kalahula. He, he calls me up. He says, you ain't lying to the people, I'll preach. <laughs> I said, I try not to. <laughs> I need to me, so I'm going to go one day. I'm waiting. Every time I deliver something, I'm going to go. He, tells me, he told me a story the other day. He said, I used to be a Christian. I used to serve the Lord, read the Bible when I was a young man. But I ain't doing it anymore. I said, come. There's a man in uh, Beulah Rose I talked to the, when, last night again. He, he had, listen, I'm telling you, the man has problems. I said, you need to come. You jump. It's about 15 minutes from Beulah Rose. You can drive over here. Come. So I'm going. I'm going to go. He had back problems. I'm telling you, my wife's there. She heard it. His back was hurting. He had back surgery. And I, and I, and I prayed with him. Oh, he said, man, my back feels better. I, I could bend down. <laughs> She's right there. <laughs> he said, I could bend down. I feel, I feel better. Then I went bringing some dirt. He left the note and said, I feel better. <laughs> I feel better. <laughs> we got to be an example. We got to be a testimony. We got to be, take courage because you know what? Listen, I'm taking courage in this fellowship right here. God's going to fill this place up with God-fearing people. Oh, you're just dreaming. Let me dream. Hallelujah. I got, I got faith, and I'm trusting the Lord for that. I ain't going nowhere. I plan on preaching here till I die. That's the way the Lord wants it. Hallelujah. We got to see God's work happen. We got to take courage in, in this community. We got to take courage in this church. We got to take courage for those that, that are, are drifting away. We need to pray for these people. We need to take courage what God is going to do. If we don't take courage... And, not, and do what people don't want to do. I mean, we're not going to make it. How many of you have heard that word in the church much? The word courage. Listen, I'm here today as the pastor of this church. 
I got to have courage. You here as a, as a believer, as a, as a member, you better, you have to have courage. I got to continue. You got to continue. Praise God. We got to take courage and take this fellowship and pray for it and pray for the people and pray for those that should be here that's not here. Pray for a work to move. I, I'm encouraged. God told me, he said, you put, your, you put your hand to the plow, boy, you don't look back. <laughs> Come on, somebody. You plow. Put the seed in the ground. It's going to grow. <laughs> let, let God do the work. Just plow. Get up there and sweat and fight and put that, that plow on the ground. And you plow. And you make them rolls and plant the seed. Watch it grow. Watch it grow. Psalms 31, 24. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. And you shall, and he says, and you who hopes in the Lord. Be of good courage, and he shall strengthen your heart. And you who hope in the Lord. How many got hope in the Lord tonight? How many have faith in the Lord? How many is going to trust the Lord tonight? How many is going to put your faith and your trust in the Lord tonight? Praise God. We need. I can't. Listen, in the last six months, I told you, Sister Janet, my faith has changed. I'm going to be honest with you. It's, 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 it's never been that strong because God has been focusing on my heart. You tell those people in to Homes to trust me. You tell them to believe me. And he had to start with me first. Listen, when, when, when winter comes around and gets slow, I get nervous. Not much work, and we got to pay those bills. And that don't stop for the rain. But this year, I'm not that worried. <laughs> I don't know. I just the six months, the last six months, I've been drilling that in my spirit. Trust the Lord. Trust the Lord. Believe the Lord. Trust the Lord. Put your faith in the Lord. Put your faith in what He said. His word is settled in heaven. Amen. Nothing's going to change. It's not, God's word's not going to change. It's going to be always there. If He promised it to me 20 years ago, it's still there. <laughs> If you promised to me last week, it's still there. <laughs> it never changed. In the morning when I'm praying, I'm going to tell you what. And I've, as a young Christian, as a minister, I, I prayed. And it's not that I wasn't believing God, but I haven't saw the, full, the whole focus of faith. That this, this thing about faith is not about, we, he's just asking us to believe. He does all the rest. He's asking us to walk in faith, to take courage, to do what he tells us to do. It's not easy. It's not just God waving a wand over you have faith. Faith is tried. Faith is exercised. Faith is built up. Faith is tested, okay? It'd be nice if we just can believe in God give us everything we want. No, it doesn't work that way. It takes some time of patience and waiting, having courage and, you know what I'm saying, confidence in what God said. That, that's what I'm talking about tonight. It takes courage to be a Christian. Listen to me, praise God. Are you a believer tonight? I believe you are. You're here tonight because you had enough courage to get out of your house and come to church. You had enough courage to believe that God's going to do something, praise God. Listen, we got to come to church expecting. Because God's wanting to speak to his church. This is not my church. It's not your church. It's God's church. He's going to do what he has to do. 
But I know the thing that's missing in the church, and I'm going to be honest with you, after, after studying this stuff in my spirit for the last few months, people just don't believe God. Come on. I said people don't believe. They go to church, but they don't believe God. It surprises me how much Christians, and I was one of them. I was going to heaven, but I was missing out on a lot of the things God wanted to do in my life. Because I was missing out on the faith that he was giving me. Praise God. He wanted to show me so much more through, through faith in his word. Listen, I, listen, I don't even want to watch television no more. I'm so disgusted with this, the system. I'm so disgusted with the society. Listen, and I'm not knocking people. That's not what I'm talking. You love people. You pray for the world. You pray for, pray for your president. Pray for, you, for your congressmen, senators. Pray for the, the leaders, spiritual leaders. But me, personally... As a believer, I have to apply what God said in my heart. And, and it's not always going to be easy because, you know, I've, I've talked to people already. And, you know, you start talking about Jesus. And even people that have been going to church for you, you think they, they, I landed from outer space or something. When I start talking about, do you really believe what God said? Do you really, do, do you really have faith in everything he promised? Well, you know, the... I'm praying, that's good. But it takes courage to pray. Come on. Very few people are doing that. I wish, it, I, wish I was wrong. <laughs> Kevin, I wish I was wrong, brother. Very few people are praying. Very few Christians are praying. They're not seeking God. It bothers me. You can sit in front of a football game and, for three hours Watch men beat up each other for stupid pigskin or whatever, they're, football. But we can't take 15 minutes or 20 minutes or 30 minutes in the morning to find place with God. Come on, somebody. Get a word from the Lord one way or the other. Listen, I, listen God tells me, sometimes I wake up, wake up at 5, sometimes <laughs> he tells me 4.30. Every morning, 4.30, I'm not telling you, but I get up. And my wife's there. We, we put me and her together. We're praying in our room. And, 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 and you know what? I hear more by that window than, than any time else. I hear more from God between them two closets <laughs> than any time else. It takes courage to get up. It takes courage. Oh, my Lord Jesus. Hallelujah. It takes courage to live for God. Takes courage to be different, Lord, from the people that are around you. Takes courage not to listen to what the world is listening to, or do what the world is doing. Right now, in the church, seriously, they got the divorces neck and neck with the world. I mean, people go to church not even saved. They're not uncomfortable anymore in church because when the preachers. All he has us to do is tell him nice and smooth things. And he's not, he's not dealing with their lives. He's not, he's, he just wants to build them an empire. You know what I'm saying? He wants to build them a, a, a ministry. <laughs> not worried about building souls. Not, listen, it's happening so often. I feel, and I might be wrong, most of what God's going to do, he's going to do in the small churches. Because those in the big church, I'm not saying some of them are not saved. That's not what I'm saying. But the preachers won't stand up anymore and preach righteousness. 
Mr. Osteen over there in Texas says he won't even mention the word sin in his church. Come on. He's not a preacher. He's a motivator. Every day is a Friday. Yeah? You know, come on. I won't mention sin in my church. I don't want people to be sin conscious. Listen, if they're in sin, they need to be sin conscious. They need to, they need to get right with God. This is not how pretty or how fancy you are, how uh, motivated you are. It's about, it's, about, it's about Jesus. It's about people getting right. Take courage. My Lord, I feel it. Be of good courage. Do what everybody else is scared to do. Come on, somebody. To live for God when everybody else is not wanting to live for God. To do what is right when nobody else wants to do it. <laughs> and believe me, it's not, you're going to have to have the power of the Holy Ghost to do it. You're going to have to have the power of the Holy Ghost to live a godly life. Because it's not about you. It's not about how strong is your willpower. It's about whether the Holy Ghost is in you, and the Holy Ghost is strengthening you, and the Holy Ghost is directing you, and the Holy Ghost is giving you the courage to live for God, and the strength to live for God. Be of good courage, he said. I have overcome the world. Come on. All, you know, and I think about all that's in the world, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but of the world. But he that doeth the will of God abideth forever. My main mission here and ministry here in, in the church is to help you live a godly life and a life that, a faith that's producing the peace, the healings, and, 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 and the joy you need in your life. Confidence in what God has said. Listen, I've been through the Bible a few times, many times. You know how many times I've missed over the great word that God tried to speak to him, the promises? There are so much promises in his book, you can't count them. But it comes for those that are living a godly life. Of course, the Bible says it rains upon the just and upon the unjust. You know, if, if, if the, if the uh, righteous field is going to get watered, the, the unjust that live next to him is going to get watered. The sun comes out and... Gives the energy to your plant, to your feel. It's going to come on, on the unjust too. But for a believer, the promise of the word of God is placed in whatever you do. My thing in this fellowship today as a minister is to strengthen your faith in what God says. Okay? How do you know what he says? Do you, do you, go, do you read it? What, what does God say? Well, go, go look and see. You need a healing? Look what, I got these little books. I'm going to get some more. I've been passing a few of them out. These are just scriptures. That's all they are. If you need a healing, go to this. Go, to, go look. It's right there. It tells you all scriptures on healing. You need a financial blessing? Go see as a believer what you have. It's called God's promises. This is not about, you know, the word of faith like they teach Kenneth Copeland and all them guys there. 
These men are not men of God. They might have started as men of God, but they're not. They're, they're preaching a, a money gospel. This is about you. <laughs> these promises are about for you. I need these promises every day. I need to know God's going to take care of my, my spirit. I need to know God's going to take care of my faith. I need to know God's going to take care of my family. I need to know God's take care of my, 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 my finances. And everything that I, that I need from the Lord, he promised it. If I would do his will, if I would serve him, these promises are here. I want you to listen to me tonight, praise God. That takes courage to do that. It takes courage. You know, I, I, I've been ministering a lot, you know, mostly witnessing. And you know how you start talking about God to some people? Oh, man, I pray. He just finished cursing up a stone. <laughs> I, I, I go to church. I, I pray every night. <laughs> I said, how many times have I heard that? You know, doggone well, they're not praying. You know, they're not, they're not going to church. It's about religion. Oh, everybody likes religion. Oh, you can, they got religious people. I mean, oh, man, you think they're the, the saints of uh, all, all heaven, man. <laughs> And I know, you know in your heart what's going on. Some of you know some people that like that. Praise God. They say something and do something different. Jesus said it's best you don't swear at all. That swear means you, you made a promise to somebody. Then, then swear and not do it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Take courage. For I'm with you. Now, it would be nice if I said well, I'd be preaching, well, come to Jesus and everything will be all right. It'll be all right, but your faith's going to be tested. You're going to go, it says impossible, but tribulations will not come. You're going to have tribulations in the world. That means your body's going to get attacked, your finances are going to get attacked, your faith's going to get attacked, everything the devil's going to throw at. Job was the most righteous man in the whole Bible. Job lost everything. Rich man. He had, he had, he had all kind of money. He had all kind of uh, uh, animals and, 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 and livestock. And, and the devil killed it. Killed all of his children. Put him in the dust for nine months of suffering. Don't tell me you're not going to go through trials. I wish I could tell you that wasn't true. I'll tell you everything was going to be just fine. Everything's going to be perfect. I'd be lying to you. It takes courage to go through a, t go through a test. <laughs> Come on, somebody. It takes courage to go through a trial. It takes courage to face the adversities and the things that come against you. And it, it's, it, it's a whole lot easier if we just stop and realize, Jesus, I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. I'm trusting you. One more verse, okay? You can turn to 1 Peter chapter 4, verse 12. <laughs> I know sometimes I don't personally want to go through test <laughs> I don't want to go through chastisement sometimes I don't even like when God tests my faith 
Because we want to just be comfortable. We want to just have it all together. We want to have faith wrapped up like a little package. We can go through it anytime we want. But it's impossible that your faith is not going to be tested. Beloved, do not think it strange concern, concerning the fiery trials, which is to try you. Don't, don't, don't be surprised. Don't think it's strange when you're attacked, when the trial comes. Don't think it's, a, it, it's, it's an unusual thing. It's going to happen. Okay? As though some strange thing has happened to you, but rejoice to the intent that you are partakers of Christ's suffering. Now, rejoice. But rejoice that you are partakers of Christ's suffering. Who suffered more than him? I mean, the, tri- the, 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 the death on the cross, the beating, the stripping, the shame, everything that could possibly hit a person hit Christ. But when we go through there as a Christian, if we, 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 you know, the Bible, Peter also said, you know, it's good you suffer as a Christian. It's, it's going to happen. Because if you're suffering as a Christian, that's because you're suffering with Christ. Your faith is being tested because you're a believer, because you're a saint, because you are a child of God. I'm going to tell you something. Them guys at the state, when I was working with the state, oh, man, they used to throw everything at me, man. I'm telling you right now. They, I'd walk and they'd take some pornography pictures and put, put them on the, on the, on the uh, window when I'd walk up to it. And I'd tell them, I don't want to see that stuff, man. But every time I would resist, my faith got stronger. Every time I would, you know, I had one, I had to stand up a few, the, the, uh, I was working in Lafayette, they had a, a poster, and they had women on, they had a, a, a women bikini poster, <laughs> right over where we drink water. And I went to the supervisor and said, I, I don't like that. So I see nothing wrong with it. It don't bother me. The supervisor told me, I said, it bothers me. And you know what? You don't make friends like <laughs> You shouldn't have the bikini edition of the calendar stuck in, stuck in, a, in a, a, a government office. And I told him I didn't like it. I don't think nothing wrong with it. And I said, I see, it bothers me because I got a wife. I got to take courage because, you know, today you, you can change your wife like you can change your underwear today in some people's lives. You know what I'm saying? I've been married three or four times, five times. I got a cousin. He, he was, he, <laughs> he was pastor the church. He had been married five times. <laughs> now he's playing the piano in the ballrooms. <laughs> and, I, and I thought about that. I said, how many people watch this guy claiming to be a preacher, married five times? How is he going to tell somebody to have a good marriage? <laughs> Then he goes and plays with, 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 with uh, one of them Zodico bands there at a casino. I love him. He's my cousin, but he don't know, he don't know the Lord. It takes a courage to stand up for what's right. It takes a courage to preach, to, to, to be, stay with one wife. It takes a courage to, to be a, a preacher of holiness and to stand up for what's right. It takes a courage for Christians to stand up and say, that ain't right. That ain't right. 
Amen. Let's close our Bibles a minute. I hope this helped you tonight, praise God. I, I just feel it. Uh, I wrote something down. Courage is a strength to your faith. Now, let me read, let me read to you. I, had, I put it down here. Wait, I want to quote it just like I had it written. There we go. Courage is a strength, and, and, and I put it like this, in a face of grief. Courage is a strength in the in face of loneliness. Courage is a, 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 a strength in the face of temptation. I feel so good when I say, no, I ain't going to sin against God. And listen, t- temptation is tough. When, you, when you're tempted... Satan knows where to hit you. Satan knows where to deal with you. He knows what's in your mind. He knows what you're thinking about. So he's going to tempt you in that area. This morning, and I'm not nobody I know, but I'm just saying in America, in, in, in the Christian faith, this morning in the church, there's somebody that loves the Lord. Somebody in the church, I'm talking about church in general, that lost a loved one. Might have been a child. Might have been a husband, a wife. That's waking up in grief. That's facing a hard thing. It takes courage for them not to blame God. You understand what I'm saying? It takes courage for him to stand up and say, this is hard, but I'm going to serve Jesus. I'm not going to. Listen, I know for sure that today somebody woke up with sorrow. Some Christian, some, some believer, Holy Ghost filled people that love God, God's people. But they had to make a decision. Is this God's fault? Or is the devil that done this? Come on. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. It takes courage to be different. Where we live, me and Janice, where we live at, her family's, and listen, this is just, we're on the trailer that's next door, but just past that, that's some messed up stuff, man, going on. The family messed up. But if they come to our house, they're not going to see what they see in their house. And I'm not trying to be self-righteous. It's a stand we have to make as believers. They're not going to see what they've been watching on television. They're not going to see cans of beer and, and alcohol. They're not going to see, listen, just, we just made our mind up. We're going, to, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to serve the Lord. And I'm not saying we're better than anybody else, but there's a difference. You notice when you have a believer and you have an unbeliever, there's two different lifestyles. There's two different Ways of looking at things. And sorry to say, 80% of the world, maybe more than that, looks at it in Satan's view. They see it, get what you can get, all you can grab, live your life, you only live one time. That's a lie. You're going to live somewhere else one day. You're going to die and face your maker. And how you lived your life on this earth, you're going to have to face God with it. You're not going to get to heaven living like hell. 
And I know none of you all. I'm not, I'm, we still got the internet. People listen to us. If you listen, listen to us on the internet, this is for you too. We have a few listeners. And I thought about that over. God's going to get his word out. God's going to get his word out. Hallelujah. Are you going to take courage and serve Jesus when nobody else wants to? Are you going to serve Jesus even when Christians don't want to? <laughs> you understand what I'm saying? It takes courage to serve the Lord. Let's stand up, praise God. I want to pray uh, with y'all and those that are listening on the internet. I believe God has given us a direction for this church. I can't answer for other churches, okay? But I want to make sure we understand when God speaks, it's settled. When we live for the Lord, don't think your labor is in vain, okay? Because it's not. Tonight, God saw you when you came here tonight. He said, they're obeying my voice. Listen, church can't save you, but church can feed you so that you nourish your spirit, that you can be saved, stay saved. I don't see a Christian living. If, if he calls himself a believer and says he's, he, he don't want to go to church, then that's a problem. And I need to get more on that because church is important. And we need to stand together. And, and, and this is where we get fed. Praise God. I want to believe that God is going to work. And I've been praying for that. That God would deal with hearts. Those that have slipped away. Those that have turned their heart from the Lord to come back to church. Let's get excited about God's work. And, and you know what? It takes courage. To come, to preach, to just a few people. And I'm going to do it till, till the Lord. I'm going to do it no matter what. But I want to believe God that he's going to, the seeds are being planted, praise God. I'm going to share some with you. God has blessed this church. Financially blessed it. He's spiritually blessing it. Well, we don't have a whole lot of people. We got you. <laughs> and I can tell you right now, I didn't make my mind up. And my wife would tell me, I'm a pretty stubborn fellow. Yeah. This church is going to go on. <laughs> it's going to go on, especially for spiritual things. Uh, God has provided and take courage because as long as I'm here, it's going it's uh, to remain. Praise God. As, as long as God gives me the strength. I came under some, some men of God that, that, that's, that was in this fellowship. They're not here no more with the Lord, but I saw it. I saw these men. I saw a lot of them. You know, I remember I, remember, uh, I was a young Christian. I called Brother Mike. I said, Brother Mike, I'm sick. <laughs> He's telling me, Lanny, come to church and we'll pray. <laughs> and I felt so convicted. I said, Jen, let's go to church. <laughs> It's true. <laughs> uh, I said, well, come, labor, come, on, come to church, land, we'll pray on you. <laughs> and I, I, I couldn't deny it. I couldn't say, oh, well, I'm tired. If I can come, if I, I come to church, we'll pray for you. And I, I, I had a lot to do with, 
the way I, I, I planted my feet, man, seriously. Me and my wife, we, we, we've been standing with the Lord a long time, and that's one thing we have done. We have supported the Word. You know, I was here. We had went to New Beginnings for a few, a few years, but we were there, faithful to them. I mean, whatever, just going. All I would do is I'd walk around. I'd, I'd see people come in. I'd, I'd encourage them, to, you know, pray with them. You know, when people are down, lift them up. You know what I'm saying? I'd spend some time, 15, 20 minutes before the service would start. And you could see people were lifted up. And you know what? The same ones you're talking to, they come back to church. <laughs> because they want to feel that there's somebody there for them. Listen, I said when God's going to bring this to fill this church up, you're going to be here, all of us in this room. And our responsibility is to make sure those believers are encouraged. You know, it takes courage to do that. Some people want to just go to church, sing the songs, hear the verse, the preacher preach, and go eat their chicken dinner. Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> but they got souls in this fellowship that's going to come. We're going to be ready, praise God. I want to be ready. That's just the way I am, praise God. I don't believe, you know, it's, it's not going to happen easy. I know there's a devil out there that don't want this church to exist. But we're not going to let it happen. As believers, we're going to pray. I've been praying every day. Lord, send your Holy Spirit down potage. Let the Holy Ghost go in those places. Touch these lives. You know, touch Coda uh, Homes. Touch Calahula. All these areas. Uh, uh, Lowerville. You know, uh, St. Martinville. Touch them, Lord. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for tonight. Father, I just thank you for your word tonight. Lord, help us to have courage to serve you. Strengthen our hearts. God, that we won't turn aside and follow after this world, Lord. I thank you that you're a good God and a merciful God. And Lord, be with us, Lord God. Strengthen us tonight. Thank you for this service tonight, Father, in Jesus' name.